known her since she was a baby gang girl, kinda. And I remember when she first came uh, to my city. I remember the first time that I approached her, and I remember that I knew that she was a pastor's kid. And I remember noticing that this girl was running from the call of God in her life. And uh, I remember I would call her and leave her messages on her machine, because that's what it was. And um, she wouldn't call me back sometimes, but it's all good. But I also remember the day she told me, she called me and my husband, and she said, I'm ready. I want to be discipled. I remember the day when I got to challenge her to be to help in the ministry. I remember the day she went back to Deming and she became a gang girl leader and a, a gang leader in her city to lift her parents' arms. I, I remember the day when God called her to be even here, our local leader. I remember these things about her. And I'm saying all this because this woman is a proven woman, a young woman whom I've always known that she has loved God. She has been on fire for the Lord no matter what she's been through. Amen. And I just want to say that I'm so proud of her and I love her. And I know God has so much more. She's been saved 14 years. She got saved young. Amen. She's been married to um, Devin, our gang leader, for two years. She has two beautiful babies that we all know here. Amen. And she's our gang girl regional. Her and her husband, like I said, they're our, our gang uh, leaders here at Victory Outreach Albuquerque. And her favorite scripture is Psalm 61. And her fun fact is she likes to hear the, the sound of a keyboard typing. So if you can help me welcome up our gang girl regional this morning, how she brings the word. Amen. Why don't you, as you remain standing, why don't you go ahead and lift up your hands. And we're going to sing a song right now. And I want... All of you that are participating, I was where you're at, I was sitting where you're at, and I want you to just begin to think about God. If you even have to think about what you've been through to get here, then do that, but we just need to prepare our hearts, okay? I just want to bless your name.
thank you guys all for coming. And I just want to let you guys know, you gang girls, even the most youngest one, have an open heart right now. Some of you, I, I see new faces. I look around and I know this is new to you. Maybe you're new to Victory Outreach. Maybe you're just new to Christianity. But I just want to let you know that there's something special for you here today. And I know you hear purity and you think of one thing, but I want to sh- I'm hoping today this message will show you that it goes deeper than just making a choice of abstinence. It goes deeper than just making a choice that I'm not going to give myself to a boy, give myself to a man. It's about choosing Jesus as your savior. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about today because really that is the key. And I know we talked about it in your classes. So real quick, if you guys want to get your Bibles, we're going to begin to open up. If you want to go to Mark chapter 12. And as you guys are turning, I just real quick want to thank, of course, Sister Barbara. My Sister Barbara. Sister Barb. I love Sister Barbara. You know, she's... I've been in this region, well, before it was the Southwest region, but we've just been together, our churches, together for so long. When my parents got launched out to Deming, you know, I always say this, I remember Sister Barbara at a winter retreat because she was wearing, like, this sweater that was multicolored. She just looked so chic because she had her hair in braids. She was, like, always a, a very chic um, pastor's wife, so she always stood out to me, but I just want to thank her because... She instilled within me, too. There were seasons when I would call her from Deming because I was just going through it, not just as a gang girl, but even as a leader, as someone who's just trying to find my place in God, my place in this region. And, of course, Sister Shell, I want to thank Sister Shell and the women's team and the pastor's wives. But I also see family that are here. And I want to thank you, family, that are here to support your daughters in making this commitment. And I hope not only do they receive, but you guys receive, too, that God doesn't want to just save something for them. God wants to save something for you as a mother, as a father, as a brother, as a sister, as an auntie, an uncle, grandma, grandpa, whoever's here. God has something for you too. So I'm just going to go ahead and read. And it's Mark chapter 12. And we're starting at verse 29. And it says, Jesus answered to him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. The Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is this, that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other greater commandment than these. So I'm going to go ahead and pray. Father, I just thank you once again, God. I thank you for the word you've given me, God. I thank you, Father God, for just keeping me, Lord. I pray, Father, that you would just open every heart, every mind, God. Lord, I pray, Father God, that you would just begin to do new things, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Man, you may go ahead and take your seat. So in case, like Sister Michelle said, I, I'm Leslie, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm 33 years old. I've been serving God since I was 18. And one thing I'm going to tell you girls is like, I've been there and I've done that. Not only as someone who didn't want God, but also someone that did want God. And I want, to, I want to take the time to talk to you about something that I feel like some of you guys maybe don't like to talk about, avoid talking about, maybe you've never been talked about, but we're going to go there today, man. So today I want to talk to you about two gang girls. There's two gang girls, and I feel like there might be even two gang girls in this room, and how they love God and because of, how, and because of where they're at based on how they love God. There's two different types of gang girls. 
and they decided to love God, but then based on how they do it, how they love the Lord, is the actions that uh, chose them where they were at. The first one is a superficial gang girl. Everybody say superficial gang girl. Now, I know you guys think superficial is like, whoa, that's a hardcore, that's a hardcore word, you know, like superficial. What are you trying to say? I'm fake? No. What I'm trying to say is that superficial gang girls are only skin deep. You know, they're only skin deep. That means that they only love God skin deep. That means they only love God when, you know what, like, hey, I'm a Christian. Yes, I'm a Christian. But, you know, here and there I cuss, you know, here and there, yeah, I like, you know, I like to do these things. So I'm just superficial, you know, it's just like a label on me. Like, I'm just, you know, I'm just a Christian, amen? Oh, yeah, you know what, I like to talk about that stuff. It's okay, sister, you know what, I don't want to debate. But a superficial gang girl. And this superficial gang girl, just like you, took the vow. She put on that ring. She took the classes. She, she listened to her leaders here and there sometimes. But because her love for God only went skin deep, her choices were skin deep. When it came time to choose, okay, am I gonna am I gonna pursue this boy? Am I gonna pursue this man? She knew because she allowed because she didn't have God right there in the center. She went with her emotions, she went with her feelings, and she married a wrong man. And because she married a wrong man, she ended up getting divorced from that man. And because she got divorced with that man, she became broken. She became hurt. She was lost. Even though she had God in front of her this whole life, but because she didn't make the deeper commitment to give God everything, she was left just the way how she was came, broken and hurt. The second gang girl I want to talk to you about is a genuine gang girl. Everybody say genuine. This means that her love for God went through and through. When she found Jesus, she was happy. When she found Jesus, she knew it was real. When she found Jesus, she knew what this man is real. He can love me. He can heal me. He can make me whole. And because of that, she made choices based on that love she had for him, that love that went deep, and she was able to wait upon God. And because she waited upon God, knowing that she found a husband, she found her calling, she has children, and she is a blessed woman. But that's because she chose God to love him through and through. See, today, we're going to highlight these, uh, this certain part of gang girl's life. Now, I know you guys are thinking, like, what's the big deal about boys? Because you see, when you, who you choose to date, who you choose to be with, who you choose to marry does affect you greatly. It affects you. Do you know why? Because you give your time to this boy. Like, I, I was in high school once. I dated. I dated through high school. I dated through young adults. You give your time to this boy. You give your, your, you give your energy to him. You give your emotions to this person. Some of you gang girls are crazy, man. Back in the day, girls don't do anything for boys. When I was growing up, now girls, you know, buy extravagant gifts. They take them out to dinner. You know, they pay for stuff. When I was growing up, if, if brother didn't have a car, if he didn't have a job, he didn't go on a date. <laughs> That's how it was. And even starting early, like, sometimes there's some high schoolers that I know that buy, like, $300 gifts for their girlfriends. I was like, dang, brother. But... You guys obviously give so much to these people. And then for what? For you to have dated him last year? Like, that was my ex-boyfriend. Oh, yeah, I bought him. I bought him these Jordans, $300 Jordans that he's wearing. Your pocket is $300 empty. The price you pay for that. See, this is why we want you to choose Jesus. Choosing Jesus is choosing purity. See, being pure for the Lord just doesn't mean to stay sexually pure. Because that sexual moment is just for a moment. We're not here to train you for just that only, like that comes with it, but not just that only day just to say no. 
If you are pure from all the things that lead up to that moment, saving yourself won't be a struggle. If you stay pure from watching those videos, if you stay pure from all these things, saving yourself won't be a struggle. It will be a byproduct. In other words, purity is just a byproduct of choosing Jesus. Because when you choose Jesus, your choices after that will be based all on him. So these two gang girls, their choice, they had choices to make. The superficial and the genuine. Every day, every day, every moment, every season, within high school, within adulthood, they had to make choices. And based on their choices, gave them the outcome of their lives. See, the key is this scripture right here that I read to you guys. To love God with everything. Just like that girl was saying right in the video, she said that she found Jesus when she realized, I have to give God my everything. So this morning, this is what I want to do. I want to break down this scripture. And I want to show you how these two gang girls made choices based on how they love God. Because the gang girl was genuine. She loved God through and through. She was able to make the right choices. But because the simple, superficial gang girl was only surface, she, was all, she made her choices and then led her to where she was at. The first one is love your God with all your heart. Everybody say your heart. You know, we all think of our heart, right? We think of like our hands, like, right, who does this? Everybody does this all the time. You know, we do the heart emojis and with the eyes. There's like so many emojis with hearts. It's like crazy. <laughs> but we all know that a heart is in the center of our, li- our bodies. Our heart carries everything. But your heart is your emotions. Gang girls, your emotions will dictate your decisions. Like, even right now, some of you guys' outfits, you probably went through, like, five of them because how you felt. You felt like one made you look too fat, one made you look too short. You didn't like how it looked, even your hair, like, your makeup. I went through so many phases of my lipstick because I felt like, oh, my God, this is not right. Like, something ain't working. But your emotions dictate your choices. Is that not true? Like, some of you guys are, like, some of you guys wake up for school. Like, if you're feel, if you woke up sad, that's it. You're sad all day. If you're a woke up anger, that's it. You're anger all day and all your choices based on that emotion. A big emotion that both gang girls faced was loneliness. See, the genuine gang girl, when she was lonely because she found God, she knew that the only way she was going to find fulfillment was in God. She had to learn how to pray and seek him. See, the superficial gang girl used loneliness as an excuse. She used that as an emotion to cause her to she knew that if the, at the right time, there's a guy at the other end of that phone number that will talk to him back. Like, that was back in my day. But you guys know, there's some Instagram people you follow. There's some guys that you used to talk to. They're just at a tip of your thumb. If when you're feeling lonely, you don't like that feelingness, instead of coming to God like the superficial gang girl was, she went to the boy. She went to either alcohol. She went to something to fill that void. See, when you love your God with all your heart, your emotions will align up with that. Those choices that are built on emotions won't stray you from making the wrong decisions. Not just with men, even with church, with God, with serving God. You know, the genuine gang girl, she served, when she found Jesus, ministry was also something she did too. And emotions go with ministry too. And she didn't allow her emotions to either, okay, I don't feel like singing today with the gang, so I'm not going to sing. Or to, you know what, today I don't feel like talking to my pastor's wife, so I'm going to avoid her. Or today, you know what, I see Iris over there, like she made me mad, so I'm not going to talk to her, even though she poured her heart out to you the day before. Those emotions, those gang girls, will you keep pushing through ministry. The second one is love your God with all your soul. Your soul is your identity, your creation. See, God took time on your soul. 
He took time to give you your breath into you. He took time to give you um, and your ideas and your thoughts. When you understand who you are and what you were created for, then you have purpose. See, the genuine gang girl knew that she was created for God and God alone. And everything after that was based on that. She knew that once she got saved, okay, if I was created for God, that means, guess what? Shouldn't I be doing God things? Shouldn't I be doing things that shows that I was created by God? That means, you know what? Maybe I should be going to church. You know, maybe I should be reading my Bible. You know what that means? I have to be praying, right? Because if I believe God created me, then I'm going to be doing things that show that. You know what that means? I should be talking different. That means maybe, you know what? I should be saying God with my friends. Or I should be telling them that, you know what? I do go to church. Now, the superficial gang girl, she forgot that her identity was for God. And she felt like she needed to fit in with the crowd, that she needed to have a boyfriend, that when other people were telling her, you know, you're in your 20s, you know, you should be living it up. You should be doing what I should be doing. Like, how come you're, you should be going to school, you should be getting education, which those things are good. But at that time, she was struggling in her identity. So instead of remembering who God created her and why, she listened to the crowd. And she began to talk to boys. She began to, you know what, started dating guys here and there and started feeling where should I be? You know what, should, I should be doing this if I'm young and pretty and, you know what, if I'm cool, if I'm, if I'm available, then why can't I date this guy? Why can't I talk to this guy? Why can't I go on this date? When you understand who you are and what you're created for, your choices will be based on that. The third one is love your God with all your mind, your understanding. See, when you start learning the truth, you're going to know where those choices are made. You see, the genuine gang girl knew the truth that God created her. She knew the truth of what the word said. Unlike the superficial gang girl, she tried to justify why it's okay to date this guy. Like, for example, when she was dating, she justified, you know what? Oh, man, he says he loves God. Then, yeah, I, I can date him. Oh, you know what? Maybe I could bring him to church and get him saved. That's a big no-no, right? That don't work. But she would justify that. She would say, you know what? If I can get him saved, then, you know, maybe I can date him. Maybe he is the one. Or what if I pray for him? You know, when you know the truth, you know that the word of God says that you cannot be unevenly yoked. You know that the word of God says that, you know what? I set you apart, that I've created you, that the Bible says that women who are single are supposed to be about my business. So when you love God with all your mind, you know the truth. When the enemy comes and lies to you, you know the truth. The last, part, the last point is to love your God with all your strength. That means your actions. Understanding the outcome of your choices. You see, the genuine gang girl understood that her actions were going to have repercussions. She knew that, you know what, if I slept with this boy, I already know what I'm going to feel like afterwards. If I slept with this boy, I already know what I'm risking. If I slept with this boy, you know what? I have girls looking up to me. I have a calling that I, I value. I'm going to risk all that if I do this. Or even if I talk to this boy, you know what? what what's the waste? Of, it's a waste of time. She already weighed out the choices. She counted the cost. But the superficial gang girl, she didn't think about her actions. She went with it. She didn't remember like, you know what? This is going to hurt somebody, not just me, but it's going to hurt my parents. It's going to hurt my leaders. It's going to hurt my friends. It's going to hurt my, my family, some of my family members. It's going to hurt somebody. 
You know, I talked to my sister. Some of you guys know my sister. Um, I asked her if I could share. She said yes. But sometimes repercussions grow deep. You know, in the in the certificate, in the I'm sorry, in the vow, it's going to say that that save yourself for yourself and your children. You know, my sister had my sister had a son out of wedlock, right? I guess what you call it, out of wedlock. And nine years later, she's going through a struggle of her life because her father, the baby's father, is not in his life no more. And some of you guys struggle with that right now. You know what that feels like. And I asked her, you know, what, what, do you, what do you want me to say? She's like, you know what? I wish if I could, I wouldn't have because now my child is almost suffering because he has no father to be in his life. Some of you guys, you can save a child from going through that, having an identity crisis. And I know that it seems like, well, well that's kind of harsh, but it's the truth. If you had a choice right now, if you had a choice to know, you know what, I can give children a family, I can give them a structured home, I can give them two parents, would you do that or would you risk knowing that, you know what, maybe my child will not have his father in his life, in his life ever? Those are the choices that you have to understand, that you have to make. Your actions will follow that. You see, the reason why I'm here today and the reason why I feel confident in speaking this is because I was both gang girls. I know Sister Shell said that, you know, I, for 18 years, right? That's a long time. That's why I said I've been there and done that. I was both the genuine gang girl and I was a superficial gang girl. I've been taking the vows since I was 14. That's a long time. I was raised in this ministry. Some of you girls are going to be doing that. And that's why I'm here today because I want to encourage you. See, when I met, when I met my ex-husband, I was working. I was working at KFC, and I, I imagined it was like, oh, this awesome moment. He wasn't saved, sister. <laughs> Let me tell you, he was not saved. He was not saved, and I thought, you know what, if I could save him, you know, he can, I can get him, he can be my husband. It was, it was just a mess. But I was both gang girls. This is why I'm telling you why when the, in 2013, after my divorce, I was broken. I was super broken. And it was right there. And it took a divorce. It took a, shameful, it took a shameful hit because not only was he in the church, he was on the streets. Deming's small. Some of the people from Deming, y'all know Deming. Amen. You see, my ex-husband was running the streets. It was so embarrassing seeing him running the streets, being with other girls, other people in the church tell me these things. It was super embarrassing. I, I didn't even want to go out of the house. I just went from house to work. That's what happens with decisions, too. I was shameful. It, it bound me. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to go anywhere. I, I was just so hurt. But you know what? I had to realize that it was my decision. There's nobody to blame but me. So in 2013, when I moved up here and I took the vow, that day I was serious. I was like, you know what? I'm, not, I'm done, God. I'm going to give everything to you. I'm giving, and not just because I want a husband. I don't want you guys to think that too. This is not so that we can, you can get a husband. That's not, well, not my mentality. My mentality is like, God, I want to give my all to you. I'm done running from my calling. I'm done, I'm done hiding these areas of my heart, God. I want to give it all to you because I want everything you have for me. And because of that, I was, three years later, I met my husband. I'm married. And it's a happy, it's like a happy, it's like, dang, I'm, she's like, I have something to compare it to. I hope you guys don't have to go through that. But I have a marriage to compare it to because I had a bad marriage and I have an awesome marriage. But I, and I have two children. I have beautiful children that I know that they'll have a father that will love them, a father that will love them, a mother that will love them, a marriage that's going to hold them. See, you guys have to make that decision too. See, just like 
when when I was um, 14 and 15, there was a part of my heart that, you know what, no, I don't want to save myself for marriage. Like, I want to date. I want to talk to boys. I want to be like the girls that I see. I want to be this. I want to be that. Like, And because of that, that reservation in my heart, it cost me. And I want to share with you, gang girls, that does, does not have to be you. Your testimony doesn't, my testimony doesn't have to be your testimony. God can keep you and he can give you exactly what you want. So today, I just want to ask everybody if they can stand. I know it's a short message, amen. <laughs> and if they can come to the keyboard, sorry. I just want, want to remind you guys that you guys took the girl talk classes, right? And there was parts in there that maybe you, it, it talked to you, some parts of it that did not talk to you. But right here today, one thing I, I really want to push is just Jesus. If you can't wrap your head around purity, wrap your head around Jesus. Because just like I said before, when you choose Jesus, everything else will follow. When you allow Jesus to be real to you, when you allow Jesus to, you know what, to be a Lord over your life, I'm here standing here today to be able to tell you, because like I said, I've been there and done that. I'm standing here to tell you, you know what, God, it's not worth it. It really isn't. In 2013, I remember just being broken. And I only, and the ring that I had that year, I kept it. I didn't get new rings. I was like, okay, God, I'm serious because this ring... I told myself the ring, the time I'm going to take off this ring is when I give it to my husband. And on my wedding day, I'm going to try not to cry. <laughs> Just but on my wedding day, it was powerful because I took off that ring and I stopped because I, I really wanted to tell Devin this because I'm like, I want this brother to know. Just kidding. I want to make this brother, you need to know. Just kidding. I told him this ring represented my faith in God. Not that I was waiting for you, but I knew God had you for me. And I didn't know who you were. I don't know when you were going to come into my life. But he promised you to me. And I gave him the ring. Because I wanted him to know, you know what? I, I was serious with God. I wanted God to know, God, I was serious. And I'm grateful, Lord. That's why I did that. I, I gave him that ring because I was just grateful to God. Because... See, gang girls, some of you guys already, maybe you've already messed up, just like I did. But I felt God heal me. I felt God give me a new purpose. And just like he did that for me, he can do that for you. I know that there's some older women here today. It's the same thing for you. Like, I was married, amen? That's a big thing. <laughs> Being married and divorced is huge. He can give that to you, too. He can give you a man like, Jesus. even if you're 40, 50, I don't know if the Lord wants you to be married. If not, then just stay married to the Lord. But he has something for you. So when I talk to the superficial gang girl, I'm talking to me. So I don't want you to think like I'm talking to you. I'm trying to think of what Leslie 15 years ago needed to hear. <laughs> but I just want to tell you, superficial gang girl, give yourself to God. Allow him to go deep. Like that girl said, trust God. 
The reason why you won't let him go deep is because you want some control in your life. You still want to control who you choose. I remember I used to be afraid, like, what if God gives me somebody ugly? What if God gives me somebody I don't want? That is not true. If you allow God, he's going to give you someone exactly what you need. Maybe you feel like a void in you and you feel like men are the only ones to fill it. That's why you have to Snapchat, you have to sex texting, or you have to send pictures. Whatever you have to do to fill that void, God can fill that void. You don't have to put yourself out there. I'm challenging you, give yourself to God. And to the genuine gang girl, amen. Because I, three years, when I took the vow, I didn't meet my husband for three years later. That means I, I serve the Lord. I serve the Lord with all my heart. There's some gang girls here today. You're serious. And I'm here to tell you, stay strong. He's coming when he comes. But until then, serve the Lord with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. Give your life to ministry. Give your life to other gang girls. Give your life to women's ministry, whatever it may be. Kids gang, nursery. Maybe it's sound. Maybe it's media. Give your life to God through that. That's how you're going to find fulfillment. So right now, I'm going to call an altar call. If you're the superficial gang girl and you're like, you know what, Sister Leslie, I'm done. I'm done trying. I'm exactly what you're saying. I'm broken. I'm hurt. Because all I do is I keep giving myself away, not only just to guys, but maybe to to superficial things like to Instagram, to to um, to drugs, anything. I don't know what your struggle may be. It might be that one thing that's holding you back. Then this altar is for you. And then for your genuine gangle, you're growing weary, because I know how it is, girl. You grow weary. You grow weary. You go. You get. You get tempted. Then guess what? These altars are open. You find your strength in God, because that's what I had to do. I had to find my strength in God over and over again. So as they sing this song, I want to challenge every girl. If you feel like this message spoke to you, or you feel like you know what, I need this, then please come to the altar, Amen. You are the reason for my.
to this place right here where you guys are at, this is going to be your source. At the altar, at feet, the feet of Jesus. There is a song that I remember when I, I would love to sing and it was the more I seek you, the more I find you. And the more I find you, the more I love you. Gang girl, the only way you're going to be able to find healing and truth is in Jesus. When I got married, there was two songs we did. It was Jesus at the center and it's I just want to bless your name like this song said. Because Jesus was not going to stop being in the center of my life just because I met a man. He's always going to be the center of my life, of my heart. And everything I did, I just wanted to bless him. Even if it was just talking to a girl, even if it was just talking to a gang girl, just encouraging her. If it was drumming, if it was singing, God, everything I did, I just would have blessed you in it. But I want to take the time to minister to the girls who need healing. Because I needed healing. And you know what kind of healing I'm talking about? That dirty feeling that you have sometimes. It feels ugly. You feel empty. You feel like, oh my God, like, I just want to be, I want to be made whole. God can give that to you. He restored me. He restored me inside and out. I, I think different. I act different. He can give that to you. You don't have to live. You don't have to be bound to your past, whatever it may be. I don't know. I feel like a gang girl here is just broken because she's so hurt by her past. is holding her back. You could be free from that. What happened to your family? You look at your family and you've already decided that's who I'm going to be. It doesn't have to be you. You can walk in freedom. Amen. So I, right now what I want to do is I want to pray for you girls. Pray for you girls real quick for this message. If you want to bow your head, close your eyes. Father, I just thank you, God. I thank you for these gang girls, Lord. God, I pray for healing, Lord. I pray that you, God, that they would receive forgiveness. Because, God, you've already forgiven us, God. But it's us receiving it from you, God. I pray for forgiveness even of ourselves. Some of us carry condemnation, God, and we just weigh it heavy on our heart. I pray for freedom, God, knowing that you've already forgiven us. Help us to walk in that grace, God. Walk in that mercy, knowing that, Father God, even though we deserve certain things, we're not going to get them because you've given us the ability to walk in freedom, God. God, I pray for girls right now that maybe they're just struggling, God, Lord. They feel lonely, God. They feel, God, Lord, that they can't, that they want to believe that they can always be in you, but they have doubt, God. I pray that you would grow their faith, God, to know that you're with them no matter what, God, in their lonely times, God, Lord, in their quiet times, God. You are with them, Lord. God, and I pray for those gang girls that are still going strong, God. Give them strength, God, to continue going forward, Lord. And God, I pray for even these young gang girls right now, God. God, shield their eyes, God, and shield their ears, God. Keep them, Father God, from hearing and seeing things, God, that will contaminate them, God, that will hinder them, God, from growing in you, my God, for staying pure in you, Lord. I pray that every gang girl today will make that decision, God, to choose you. Choose you, God, and trust you in all that you're doing, Lord. Father, we just thank you once again, God, for everything.